well do you think you know yourself? Have you ever wondered why you did something you did? We explore what Swedenborg wrote about the life review we experience after death and how it can be used as a tool to help us in our spiritual growth right now in the NCE Spotlight, your home for fresh insights from the ongoing translation of the New Century edition of Swedenborg's Theological Works. Hey, Jonathan, thanks for having us. Hey, thanks for coming. Wouldn't miss it. And as always, we've swung by to get a little glimpse of the ongoing work of the New Century Edition. And you, as the series editor of the NCE team, you are waist deep, or shall we say even swimming briskly in the fresh translations of the NCE. And so we get to stop by here and have a little uh, soak ourselves. So... (laughs) What do you have for us this week? Yes, let me set my goggles and quill pen aside for a moment. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Those 18th century swimming costumes or something else. <laughs> yes. A diving bell, yes. <laughs> the temperature is just right, though. Really nice. So this week I've got three passages from Secrets of Heaven, Volume 3, which is forthcoming, uh, about the um, our book of life and what gets revealed about us after we die and and how that works. And one element I'm particularly interested in is the reason why we do things. I mean, everybody always thinks, don't we? Like if there was some egregious crime or something, you'd think, why did they do it? Mm -hmm. And Swedenborg says, in effect, that sometimes we don't really know why we did things, you know, what our what our purpose was. But there yeah. was a purpose. We just don't know it. And sometimes this is revealed to us after we pass on. This is number 2474. When we go to the other world, we take the memory of all these things with us and are gradually led to recall each of them. Mm. This is our book of life which is opened up in the other life and by which we are judged. People will have a hard time believing this, but it's absolutely true. All our purposes, which were unclear to us, all our thoughts, all our resulting words and deeds appear in that book, or in other words, in our inner memory, down to the smallest jot. Whenever the Lord allows it, They lie open, clear as day, for angels to view. That is amazing to think about. I want to know what my purposes were. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be nice. Oh, that makes, that ties it all together, of course. That's what I was all about. It's fun when you get little glimpses now and then in this world of, oh, that's who I am. Oh, oh, that's why I did all this, you know, and now and then you get a little little glimpse. It's unsettling in a way to feel like we don't really know ourselves, but I like that bit at the end that this is angels. You know, the Lord shows this to angels. I don't think they're going to be just roasting us or <laughs> having a harsh reaction. Yeah. No, it just seems like the most, I don't know, exciting discovery would be to understand yourself more deeply. <laughs> I mean, what, you've got those, those 
home renovation shows where the first part is always they come in and they see what's wrong with the house right now but you don't mind because you know it's this team of experts who's going to be able to make the house really great so yes. i want them to know everything oh, I love yeah that. check out the closet the, the ceiling in the closet leaks we don't the back door squeaks <laughs> I, yeah figure it all out because you all can do these amazing things that that <laughs> i want to live in that space you're creating oh that's wonderful I think that's exactly how it is. Yeah, that's right. Because if the if the basement's if the foundation's cracked, well, we'll do something about it. Yeah, you got to know about it. Yeah, I isn't it true that the book of life is one of those things that Swedenborg describes in this really sort of fascinating way by laying out in detail that it's like your memory becomes you know almost visually portrayed to angels and they can. And you can understand your purpose, all that, like all this detail that he gives about it, and that that is something that uh, near-death experience records, people sharing their experiences have have also shared that aspect to it. Am I right about that? Like that's something that's fairly common that people have confirmed that here Swedenborg is writing, you know, over two hundred fifty years ago, this very detailed idea of what happens, how we are sort of opened up and being able to see our deepest intentions and all the details of our lives. Yeah, that's a great point. That is, doesn't have the words life review in there, but that's what else you're talking about, what, what you did, why you did it, what you were thinking, what you said. Yeah. It also is oddly satisfying to think that all matters. Mm-hmm. It's an indication that it matters. It's all there, a record of it exists. Like if I'm walking through the parking lot and I say something mean to someone, it matters. It's there in the book of life. <laughs> something about that and that you're writing that book all the time, that everything, you might think, oh, this part will just be edited out. It's it's consequence less it's meaningless but no it's all in there it's all in the book of life i don't know i i like it because human interaction it does matter our lives do matter and this is like a confirmation of that yeah and it's all right curtis i forgive you i know you didn't really mean it (laughs) (laughs) just let me explain (laughs) (laughs) here's why i did it no i i didn't mean it like that and the yes. Gospel of Luke talks about it being an honest world after death, the idea that, you know, what you've hidden in the closet will be shouted from the rooftops and, and that sort of thing. Uh, for some people, they'll turn out to be better than we thought. But Swedenborg also recounts episodes in which there are revelations about people that that others didn't know, that they had a, a darkness in them, right. uh, or they were conscienceless, and and um, I often wondered about this because I thought, oh, it sounds so cruel to have these things revealed. But the next passage I want to read is about someone who had a very dark um, life. Mm. Uh, the purpose of the revelation is not just to, you know, humiliate somebody or, or you know, pointless kind of suffering, but if people are absolutely denying that anything happened. I, I, I love mm. the fact that there's an honest world. There's somewhere, there's a court of last appeal where, you know, it will come to light what was 
what was really going on there. This is number 2483. One woman belonging to a company of sirens, these are a particular kind of evil spirits of, of both sexes that he talks about um, quite a bit, especially in his spiritual experiences. One woman belonging to a company of sirens repeatedly denied that she had been the same kind of person during bodily life. And because of this, you see, it's because of the denial, because of this, she was taken back into the state of her physical memory. Her adulteries and offenses, which hardly anyone had been aware of during her life, were then laid open and listed in order, amounting to almost a hundred the details of exactly where she was, whom she committed adultery with, and what she was trying to accomplish were all conveyed as vividly as if they lay open in broad daylight. In this way, she was convicted. Liabilities of this kind are brought out with vivid realism and with all the attendant circumstances. Whenever we try to escape blame, for what we have been. Oh, wow. <laughs> mm. uh, there is Doesn't a lot plead, in plead there. Guilty. Yeah. Plead guilty. Plead right. guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's in defense of the truth. It's not that yeah. we're trying to rub this in. Shame people or something like that. Yeah. No. But if, if you're going to say, it didn't happen, it happened and it, ma- and it matters. It matters. Yes. It matters what you did. It matter, matters what you were trying to do, what you wanted that to be. Yeah, it yeah. matters. It's real. Right. People, we play these complicated games sometimes. You try to get somebody else by doing this to that person and or, or whatever, you know, all these, all these games. I kind of like the idea that this is all on the table, you know, the, like yeah. Luke says, no secrets. And I think it's also, it's got to be, Swedenborg doesn't say it right there, but for the person's benefit as well, they have the option. You know, if you're in a state of denial, like if you're just flatly denying it, I don't mean a state of denial as if you didn't know you were that way, but but like right. if you're maintaining up and down, no, no, I know, you know. Um, I think it would help you move forward. The truth will set you free, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe you want to be a different kind of person. Like if you look at that and if it's a little horrifying to have that made public, that would be different than if you felt like they deserved it and I would do twice as much if I had another chance. Well, that's why it just feels like angels, you know, they're wanting to free us from evil and it's so clear that like, you know, evil spirits, they want nothing more than to support us in that denial, you know, or like to turn our eye away from the effects of what we've done or, the, you know, to to yeah. basically like trap us in our own ignorance and our own sort of swirling like justifications and things like that. And so this just keep it strikes me as such a sort of intervention of like angels being able to come in or the scenario being just right to be able to really lay it out of like, look, you can't, you can't deny this anymore. You have to see this for what it is. And because we're on your side, you know, like there's right. there's hope if you can acknowledge what you've done. Yeah, again, that acknowledgement, like the power of seeing things for what they are is so mm. 
amazing. And it also is just like kind of ridiculous how in the dark we are always operating in this world. You know, that yeah. all of that is just all we can do is interact with what people present to us. You know, like that's such a crazy world we live in. Oh, yeah. Well, you think about when there's some kind of massive crime committed, all the energy is going into figuring out who did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's this huge thing and all the trials and all the lawyers and prosecutors. There's not nearly that energy going into, well, how do we help the person who was wronged? How do we rehabilitate the person who did it? It's all just, can we just yeah. get to the truth? That's so inefficient. Whereas right. here it's like, well, the truth is right there. Everybody can just see it. There, there's great right. footage of the truth. Yes. Now let's figure out how to solve the problems that causes. That just seems like a <laughs> yes. much better way to spend your time and energy. Save a lot of taxpayer dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a more positive number that I wanted to end with, which is 2422, which talks about the emotional phases that we go through during our lives. And again, we don't really know what we're feeling or what's going on. Some of these things are very positive. Mm. But we don't necessarily, almost like a child, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. And, and he says, um, and angels come in here in a very interesting way. Hmm. We humans do not see that these phases occur, still less what they are like. But angels see them in a clear light and then he explains why or how they're able to see them in a clear light. So angels see them in a clear light because angels are present in all our positive emotions. <laughs> our states also reveal themselves to us when we enter the other world. These emotions and their quality determine how the good are divided up into communities there. So it's very important to that sorting function to sort of figure out what makes you tick, what makes that person tick, hmm. and, and how do we work together. Uh, that idea that angels, it's clear to them because they live there. Oh, yeah, I know this feeling. I've been living in here for years. <laughs> yeah, if if you are in an airplane and the, you're trying to get it, started and the engine is making noise well you can sit there and guess at it but if a mechanic cl climbs in there and says oh this thing's detached <laughs> you, yeah that's what you're looking for so i and, and also if we're continuing ridiculous metaphors the people where where's a good place to eat around here well go ask a local ask somebody who yeah. actually lives here they're yeah. gonna know what's just a tourist trap what is really good dining so if the angels have been living in there as you were just pointing out jonathan that is an insider perspective that i would love to have on my own character and, and what's going on inside me yeah it is just wild to think about what does that really mean that angels live in our positive emotions like it makes me think of how Swedenborg says, you know, that our what we love is what connects us, you know, so we are what we love. So that's like their substance. So there's obviously this sort of networking that goes on in terms of our states of mind that we go through. But then I also like what you're bringing in, Curtis, with the mechanic analogy is like they are skilled professionals when it comes to 
states of being, you know, spiritual state shifting, understanding how the spiritual world works, you know, like they can really lay it out for us. And so they can see things clearly in a way that we can't, I don't know, it's it's just mind blowing. That number just really blew my mind. I love the idea because we so often, I mean, people who are near and dear sometimes ask us like, what are you going through? What are you, what are you feeling? You know? And um, yeah. I feel like saying, well, I don't know, but there is, you know, there are people who know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> comforting. <laughs> I, I don't have access to them directly right now, but there are people who know. Yeah. And it's one of the revelations after we die is uh, he, here's what you were feeling. Here's here's why. Oh, that's great. So clarifying. I look forward to it, and I feel like there's got to be... I also look forward to the possibility that someday we could be getting more tuned into that kind of thing in this world, too. Always the hope. That's right. Bring yeah. that down here. And how yeah. else would you know about this if it wasn't revealed to us, you know? Yes. How would we know? Oh, well, thank you so much, Jonathan. This has been such a great time. And thanks, Curtis, for coming along. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Thank you both for bringing your light and warmth into my humble workspace. Yeah, thanks for letting us into your positive emotions for a little while. It's very cozy in here. (laughs) 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 All right, well, I look forward to next time. I hope your heart was uplifted and your mind inspired by this week's NCE Spotlight. Subscribe to the Inside Off the Left Eye podcast to tap into this stream of fresh insights and join us on our excursions into the historical context of Swedenborg's life and works. All passages quoted in this episode are sneak peeks from upcoming volumes of the New Century Edition translation of Secrets of Heaven. If you've benefited from the work of the Swedenborg Foundation through Off the Left Eye and the New Century Edition, consider supporting us with a donation. We are a nonprofit and depend on the support of our donors. To give, go to Swedenborg.com slash donate. And thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.